Welcome, my chingus, to episode 116 of This Week in K-Pop. In this episode, we will talk about Chunga, Cosmic Girls, G-Dragon, Gore-Tex, Black Nut, and Han Yohan, Highlight, Hyoyeon, Kilograms, Samuel So and Kim Isle, Sick K, Scylla, and Sistar. My name is Steven, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Josh. Hello. Now, This Week in K-Pop is a discussion podcast that covers the last two weeks of K-Pop music video releases, and we start each episode with our favorite songs of the last two weeks, and then we conclude with our big name, No Game section, where we talk about our disappointments of the episode. You can find more of our show on iTunes, SoundCloud, and other podcasting platforms, or you can go visit our website, thisweekinkpop.com. Welcome, guys. Oh, man. Oh, man. We got a lot of artist names, as you can tell, for this episode. And this is not really This Week in K-Pop. This is probably This Week in K- Korean yeah. indie music. K-R&B. K-Hip-Hop, maybe even. Yeah. But we do got some a little bit of K-Pop in there. Let's just get right to it. The nitty-gritty. Because right? we got some weird-ass songs this episode. Yeah, so... Steven, unfortunately, uh, won again this week in the Rock, Paper, Scissors for choosing uh, the first song of the episode. And like always, Steven was uh, stumped about what he wanted to pick. It was, a re- it was a really hard episode to pick my favorite song because there were a lot of decent songs. There were a lot of songs that I was just kind of grooving to, but there was no song that kind of stood out. So while this song may not be my favorite, it is definitely the most unique unique kind of song of the episode i think and it's definitely the one that if you got a good pair of here uh of earphones like bust those out for some of these songs because you need it you need good earphones especially this song that you're going to talk about yeah so this song my favorite song of the episode is by samuel so and kim isle with their song mango Sweet mango, peaches and limes. 
Now, Steven, you really surprised me with this pick because I really did not expect you to pick this as your as your best song of the week. The, I think there are a lot of like, Josh, this is for Josh. This is a Josh song. Yeah, there's a lot of my my kind of wheelhouse songs this week because it's more R&B-ish and more kind of chingu, like R&B chingus. And we had very little actually K-pop, K-pop. And I really thought that you would stick to those ones. But like, I actually think I like this song more than you. Like, I think you were weirded so. out more of the song than I was enjoying it. But I do want to mention, so Samuel So, we've talked about him previously. He sang the title song for the Korean Entourage drama. I think the song's called Entourage. And I don't think we talked about it on the podcast, but Samuel So had another song with Jenyer, which is 4 Minutes Jiyun's name. And it's called Cliche that was released a couple months ago, which I kind of really enjoy. Yeah. Um, but Samuel So, very, very well known, uh, at least to us, for being a weird, he a weird dude. He, he a weird, weird guy. And I think the first time I've ever, ever, ever heard of him, he had this song, I think, called Blue. But even before that, he, he was making music. And even Blue was kind of like, who is this guy? Like, this is weird ass shit, but I'm kind of down. Right. And it's not just weird musically. Like, it, you got to see some of these music videos. Like, you got to watch this music video, guys. It is weird man like the whole music video is shot in negative right like photo negative so it it makes the whites black right and the blacks white and later on there's like because there's a lot of fruit kind of mentioned right the song's called mango so there's a lot of colored liquids kind of dripping and oozing all over the place makes you feel a little bit uncomfortable they're wearing like 80s fashion which makes sense because the song is really 80s but do yourself a favor watch this music video so everything about this music video when i first thought saw it it was like oh man everything about it is so dated but it's i think done in such a way that it's good it is very 80s very 80s right i mean what did we write like we write- synth funk and like these overalls and and all these weird kind of 80s things that kind of make you cringe a little bit if you grew up around that time but it works man yeah i think they do at least a decent job of updating it a little bit for kind of the you know the quote-unquote modern era like it's definitely 80s inspired definitely but there's some kind of like music musicality to the way he produces his songs that kind of give it it's not just emulating some old 80s song right it's not just emulating it's kind of improving on but Maybe if you don't like it, it may also be kind of ruining it. You know, like I can totally understand if someone heard this song and was just like, this is weird. And, and disrespectful to like the 80s synth kind of, you know, funk or whatever. But you're right. He does put his own stink on it, right? Yeah. Um, and the key here, though, is if you have good headphones, please, please, please use them. Like we were listening to this on my computer and my computer has decent speakers. They're really not that good. Um, but compared to my MacBook speakers, like you're, you miss this entire low end of just like the main reason I like this song is because of the fat fucking ass funk like sounds. It is so fat. It is so in your face. Like doom, 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 doom. And it's amazing. It's amazing. Like I can't wait. I mean, I say this all the time. I just cannot wait to go back home, bust out my car and just turn up the volume and just live in the bass kind of section of this song. Just let it shake your chest, you know? Yeah. Like it's just, it's so fat and it's so funk. Yeah. I'm surprised I really enjoy it. And Samuel So's again, kind of rapping, kind of singing style can also kind of be a little bit weird, 
But I think once the song gets going, like it matches really well with the backing track. Uh, Kim Isle yeah. also kind of has a much different voice. He's got a very lighter kind of a little bit more feminine sounding voice i think you described it as like it sounded like someone's regular voice and they put a female voice and they spliced it together i think right like this might be totally random but like like for high school musical the original high school musical they had zach efron sing and they had somebody else sing and they spliced those two voices together i don't know if you knew that josh i didn't as high school musical fan number 27 i knew that and so i kind of thought that this was like that like his voice was just weirdly not just high-pitched right but weirdly kind of feminine sounding which but it i thought it was really good for this song i i don't know what it was yeah i I wouldn't be surprised if there's like some weird kind of filter on his voice but at times like his rapping style and also kind of like the whole feel of it really reminded me of like a tribe called quest and I mean, a lot of A Tribe Called Quest, like fans might like, you know, be sharpening their pitchforks. How dare you say that about their legends? But like legitimately, some of Kim Isles, especially Kim Isles rap really remind me of like Q-Tip. If you guys are really familiar with more 80s or like early 90s kind of hip hop. But this song was really kind of like that for me. So, I mean, I have no idea who any of these people are. I mean, I, I love that kind of music. And this this song, even though you do like it more than I do, that's for sure. I mean, right. I, I like it a bunch. And like, you know, even though our po- podcast is called This Week in K-Pop, like a lot of K-Pop songs are kind of emulating this kind of sound recently. And they don't go full funk, right? They don't go in really into it. And I think this is a very good example of like, sometimes we hear those songs and we're like, man, I wish it was like more funk, right? We wish they didn't have to break it up with like K-Pop a generic k-pop things yeah i wish they would commit to it a little bit more right and this is this is a commitment anyway sam is so kim isle mango watch the music video use great headphones i mean you should always use great headphones like i can't i don't i'm, I'm gonna go on a little rant but like headphones you do not need to spend that much money to get decent headphones nowadays okay like you don't need to buy 300 headphones if you have money maybe you should definitely do that if you don't have 300 headphones but like even Josh for the longest time would just use Apple headphones or Samsung headphones. And I'm like, you listen to so much music. Like how can you deal with how you're like missing half the song? And finally he switched, right? You switched to much better headphones and guys just spent $50, maybe not even 50. Maybe you don't have much money. Spend $30. You can get a decent pair of $30 headphones that will improve sound quality, like a significant amount. Yeah. Anyways. And rant on that, Josh, What's your next? What's your favorite song? So we're going to go from weird to weird. All right. <laughs> this this song uh, is kind of cheating. Uh, super cheating, actually. This song is from from May, like two, three weeks ago, right? I don't remember what, what the timestamp was in May, but I think it was May 16th, almost like a whole month ago. Right. But we just didn't know about it. It wasn't um, on EssentialKpop.com, <laughs> which is where we uh, get all our music videos from. But we, we just have to talk about this song and this song is Gore-Tex, uh, Black Nut, Hanyo Han. The song is called Silky Boys. Gore-Tex. Baby picture me falling. I'm the one you've been wanting. Get so good.
So this song, when you're first, you know, watching it, you're like, okay, it's going to be like a chill kind of rap, hip hop, maybe R&B song. You know, you got Black Nut in that. Black Nut's from, you know, Show Me the Monies and all that. And you're like, okay, well, is this a joke song? You don't, it could be a joke song. It couldn't be a joke song. And then once Black Nut starts to rap, you're like, yeah, this is a joke song. And the more you listen to it, the more hilarious it gets. And I right when we played this song again to like refresh our memory, man, it just put a smile on my face. And that's what I want sometimes out of songs. And this song is just perfect for that. Yeah, like, again, do yourself a favor. If you watch this video, which you should, turn on the lyrics, turn on like closed captionings because you really want to know what these Silky Boys are talking about. Because it is a joke song. Like they are joking about even the genre of music that they're making, right? But it's also a good song of that genre, right? Yeah. Like, it's the best kind of joke song, you know, like Dick in a Box, kind yeah. of, which is a joke song, but as a song that's kind of a lovemaking song, it's Or, or like Little Dicky, you know? Like, Little Dicky, he, for a lot of his career, was a joke rapper, but he is a good, legitimate rapper, you know? Yeah, I, mean, I don't want I don't, don't want to play yeah, yeah. But it's in a, not with but I mean, it's in the same genre as it, like, it's a joke song, but it's good. And what really kind of gets you is that they have this cadence that's like very R. Kelly ignition remix kind of. You'll hear when you hear it, you'll know. When you hear it, you'll know. Yeah, that reminder and that kind of it, it works for us, right? Like we were in, instantly just like mm-hmm. humming it, bopping our necks, you know? Yeah, bobbing and body rolling. Mm-hmm. And you know, for me personally, like Gore-Tex and even Black Nut, they 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 are using auto tune the the entire song. And again, longtime listeners are going to be like, yo, don't you fucking don't you guys fucking hate autotune? And I'll be like, I do actually hate autotune. But I always say there is a version of autotune that I like. It's when the amount is proper to the song at hand. And I personally think that the amount of autotune here is perfect. It, it matches this type of song. It matches the chillness of the song very, very well. And, and I don't know, like I. I did, it's not even that robotic. It's not that robotic of an autotune um, for me. Like, for example, Cards Rumor. Like, that autotune is so wretched to 11, right? It's like, it hurts your kind of ears a little bit when it comes out. And it's like, robot voice. But this whole time, Gore-Tex and Black Nut are um, autotuning, and, and I didn't mind it. And also, they kind of get a little bit of a pass because it is a joke song. So, you know, you, you don't take it so seriously. 
but I do have to say Black Nut, man. Black Nut, of all the rappers in Korea, I think Korean rappers have this kind of problem that they won't, you know, verbally kind of call someone out or diss someone because there are kind of like defamation kind of lawsuits that are happening. I mean, Black Nut's in one, right? But Black Nut, man, your lyrics in this song, yo, Black Nut, you, you a real one, man. Like you talk about, dil- okay, you know, I don't, why don't you read the, the, some of the lyrics? Give us a little taste, Stephen, of what I'm talking about. All right, so this is kind of our favorite kind of verse by Black Nut. And again, the English translations may not do it that you know awesome of justice, but here we go. So Black Nut says, I don't have much to brag on those cool guys, but I've got a deep heart. Your dildo can't even penetrate. I want to yell my lungs out calling your name, even though I don't have a high pitch, but I'm going to make you mine even if it means manipulating the auto-tune. I'm even ready to cut off my balls for you if you want me to hit the high notes. Yo, he talking about snipping his ball, and he's like, yo, Cortex, bring that knife up in here. He's yeah. talking about dildos. Like, yo, Black Knight, you, you crazy, man. You so extra. You passerby number three, dude. Like, for real. It's just more funny in context of the music video, and he's... Like the outfits they're wearing, the hairstyle Black Nut is using, right? Really does look like Dig in a Box haircut. Um, and there's that one really long extended shot of Black Nut just drinking like Gatorade or like protein shake or something. And it's just dribbling. And they just go down and down and just dribbles right over his hairy ass nipple. And you're like, yo, this has got to be a joke song. Yeah. Like Gore-Tex's part is like, I can't, you're right. I can't like really have, tell. Eh, you don't know, right? But definitely Black Nut. He Black Nut, he's so extra, dude. But, you know, even, again, without all the joke part, maybe you don't even know what the lyrics are. Maybe you would rather not know what the lyrics are. Um, I still think in this kind of subgenre that just keeps on growing in Korea of just chill, you know, hip-hop songs, like, I think this is a great a great entry. One of the better entries we've had in the last year. And, and it's a joke song. Yeah, there's a crazy. good song in there. Um, so yeah, that's uh, Gore-Tex, Black Nut, Han Yohan. Han Yohan, I think, is the producer. He doesn't really do much. Except for produce the song. Right. <laughs> he, yeah, he, he does. He, arguably the most things. Right. And that's the Silky Boys. With the eye. With an eye. So, maybe you're new to our podcast and you're like, yo, what the fuck is, what, what are these music? Samuel So? Yeah. Black Nut? Silky Boys? Maybe you didn't make it this far, but the next song that I want to talk about is... The K is a K-pop song. All right. It's by a K-pop group filled with K-pop members with quite a lot of K-pop members. They are the Cosmic Girls with their new song, Happy.
Now, this song is produced by Black Eyed Motherfucking Pilsung. Again, if you don't know Black Eyed Pilsung, he is very famous now for making the first three Twice songs, right? Like Gua, Cheer Up, TT. Um, he also made other songs that we love, AOA Creams, I'm Jelly Baby. Mm-hmm. He made Sistar's last song, I Like That. Also made Sistar's new song, Lonely. Yeah. Um, but anyways, we heard Black Eyed Pilsung was producing a Cosmic Girl songs and... Histor- historically, you know, we're like, you know, without Black Eyed Pilsung, Twice has really not been great for us, right? Yes. So we're really excited. We're really excited. And we also weirdly like Cosmic Girls. For Cosmic Girls for me is kind of like a, a dirty little secret. I'm always just like, no, Cosmic Girls, I don't like their songs. And then later on, I'm just like, me, me. Yeah, like I'm just all up in that Cosmic Girls, even with their like dank ass, stupid songs, like what, Catch Me. Like, I don't know why I like those songs, but... Cosmic Girls is a weak spot for me, and this song is no exception. Yeah. But the, the thing with Cosmic Girls, at least for Josh, is that a lot of times you don't like them at first, right? I I, I would go as far to say I don't like them and like, like at all. Yeah. And when I when I was this was my most exciting music video because it's a girl group, it's Black Eyed Pills song. We really need a, an awesome hit. And, and I was like, Josh, I'm really excited about this Cosmic Girls song. And, and I was like, like eh. No, you were not like, eh, you were like... I heard it. I heard it. <laughs> That's uh, my key word for, I didn't like it. Yeah, and, and you had that side eye that was just like, this was a terrible shit show. And I'm like, oh man, like, come on. But we listen to it, we listen to it again and again and again, and it just gets better every single time. How? How is that possible, Black Eyed Pilsung? Black Eyed Pilsung. So, first of all, while it's not as good as Laikua or... TT in my head, it still shows off, I guess, the power of Black Eyed Pilsung, which is they do. He does an incredible job of covering up weak areas. Um, When I say he, I mean they, because it is a a couple of people. Like when you listen to um, Signal or when you listen to Knock Knock or a lot of other girl group songs, we comment all the time of just like, we're just wasting time, right? We're just wasting time. They're just sing talking. There's not much melody going on. There's not much going on. We're just waiting for the chorus that would inevitably happen. And Black Eyed Pilsung is great at covering that shit up, especially what Cosmic Girls has 13 fucking members, right? Shit tons of members. That's a lot to cover up, you know? And the whole time I was listening to this song, like while I wasn't like, oh shit, I'm so, this is the greatest thing in the world. I was never once like, I'm bored and I'm tired and I'm just waiting. Like, I never felt that. I, I love that. I mean, did you think that way, Josh? So when I first heard the song, my first impressions were, oh man, this is kind of annoying. Because one, the song is really, really up-tempo and there's a lot of like noises. For the first time I heard the noises, like, oh, I'm not really down with these noises. I don't really like them. But as time goes on, you're just like, okay, these noises, they kind of have a purpose to them, you know? And I think that's kind of what really gets me a lot in Black Eyed Pilsung songs that he he does a lot of production elements that are not necessarily boobity boops, but he'll do things like chanting or claps or things that you don't really hear initially because they're, they're so seamless in the song. And this song, I think, has a lot of that. It's really, really, really fast, like kind of upbeat and happy and like jumping around and uh, the concept is like a cheerleading kind of dodgeball, like sports meet concept. And it really does fit with like the style of song and like the type of music that he's making. So, right. Like you'll see a lot of girl groups choose this kind of look, right? The cheerleading look. 
but they don't it's not often matched with actual kind of fast tempo upbeat music right like twice also did it right dream girls i guess was kind of that kind of image right of like a uniform and stuff like that but they don't actually commit to that kind of cheer concept i think this was a, a very good match between the concept and the type of song you know when we heard like Ooh, one of our favorite parts of that song is the chant yeah like the chant breakdown dance part i don't know what you would call it but it's toward the end of the song right where a breakdown would normally be right where momo is dancing her butt off right mm-hmm. and we were always like man like why aren't there more chants like we always wanted another chant you know, cheer up came out no chant tt came out no chant right and while this chant is not exactly the same, like this, it is definitely like the chanting Black Eyed Pilsling song that I think we wanted because there's just a lot of that happy, you're just clapping, you're just clapping and, and you're just like, you're just in it for the ride, right? You're in it for the ride. It doesn't slow down. It, it doesn't switch to another random ass song just to fill in members who can't do the current concept, right? Sometimes we like to comment on the fact that Exe, who's a rapper, she used to be the most famous one um, of Cosmic Girls way in the very beginning because she was on Unpretty Rap Star. So there was just a, a poo ton of her rapping. Yeah, the, especially in like Catch like catch Me or yeah, Catch Me. It was like almost 90% Exe in that, if I remember correctly. Right. Um, but as other girls have uh, become more popular or, you know, Young Jung join right. the group right right like, Cheng Zhao right the Chinese member yeah like as other groups have gotten more popular they've kind of scaled back XC's rapping and I think right now at this moment it's a good amount it's, it's a good balance of her still being kind of in the forefront but not dominating the spotlight and it's also like a very fast-paced rapping style that I guess IOI would kind of use which again kind of matches because very black eye pill singing right so like it, it all kind of comes together and I, I totally understand it. If somebody's like, you know, that, it sounds kind of twicey, right? It sounds kind of IOIE. It sounds kind of this. Um, I, I can understand that. But nowadays, even twice is not doing the twicey thing that we like, right? IOI is dead. So like we need, we need someone to, to pick up that, that flag and I'm, kind of happy we need someone to hold on to you know and yeah. also to like we said the concept in the music video itself is you know it, it fits like a glove because it's it's very kind of digipetty esque we're pretty sure it's not digipetty but it's probably someone harping on digipetty style like there's a lot of pastel colors uh, a lot of graphics like computer generated graphics and just a lot of cute kind of things but a little some things that are a little bit strange like i think there was like an origami crane like somewhere in that music video i don't know why that's there but it just fits together nicely in a package you know i actually don't think it's that pastelli i think they actually use a lot of bright bold colors especially red i think red is a very very uh, bright red and i also think again like we comment on we we like digipetty or faux digipetty because they don't use that that beauty filter right it looks very high definition sharp it looks very sharp in this video looks very sharp and i crisp. really like that it looks really yeah. crisp digipetty doesn't use these kind of computer generated graphics but like i thought they were a really really nice touch they were like a lot of times in the background or like just adding a little bit of spice much like a lot of uh black eyed pilsung kind of backing track spice would be thrown in just to distract you a little bit like the whole concept is they're like i guess dodgeball getting ready tournament? for a dodgeball yeah. Yeah, tournament 
Um, and there's there's cool effects of like being hit and throwing the ball and 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 random. I they are kind of random, but random graphics will kind of show up sometimes to highlight a member. And I still thought it was it was really good. It definitely seemed like they spent a lot of money. Uh, it definitely seemed like the money they they would have used to make a Sistar Summer video was like funneled into this one. Me and Steven kind of had a discussion about like the cuts in this music video. For me, I don't feel like they're too much. I don't I don't know where you really stand on this actually, Steven, but I, I went as far to say, oh, I don't think there's a lot of cuts. But you think there are a lot of cuts, but it's not as jarring, right? I mean, I there was definitely a cut every three, four seconds. Yeah. Oh. For me, I think it was just I I didn't really notice as much. Right. Like I I think there were a lot of cuts. Like, I don't think you can say there weren't a lot of cuts. Right, like, There right, right. were a shit ton of cuts. But I think the way they did their cuts made it so that it didn't seem like you were transitioning to another totally random scene and then back to another scene. And and again, the brightness and the HD-ness matters a lot with cuts, right? When it's a dark video and you don't really know what's going on and lights are strobing, like, cuts make everything worse, you know? Yeah, I'm sure there's a science behind like how your eye fixates on certain things when there's like kind of filters or like like sharpness, and the sharpness does really help kind of like focus you in, you know. I'm sure. I mean, you would think there's a science. Yeah, there's like, got to be some something behind how your eye works, like right. K-pop. I guess K- the K-pop are like that's fake news, and I don't want to do it. <laughs> I want to do it the way news. I want to do it, which is just smash the fucking cut key. Filter another filter. Smash this cut key. Yeah. So. To me, it's like if you call it a science, you would think everybody would do it. Right. And, and, and <laughs> like eyes, like this fucking magic inside there, man. It's like a camera or something. Shit. Yeah. But the strange thing for me is that there's so many, you would expect actually a lot of cuts because there's 13 members in the group. But with 13 members in the group, there's still kind of a parody and amount of screen time. I felt like I saw maybe only five or six members throughout the whole thing. And a lot of Cheng Zhao, the, the Chinese member, because she's rising in popularity. And I mean, that's kind of something you got to live with if, when you have so many members in your group, you know? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't call it strange. I'd call it very expected. Uh, every, mm. group, every group does that. You're right. Oh, uh, well, I don't want to say every group, but in a, especially in a 13, I think we were kind of opposites on this. Like I was like in a 13 member group, the more group, more members there are, for me, the higher chance they're going to pick the standout four and focus on them. Because when there's only four or five, then it's much easier to split screen time unless you're four minute, you know, or. Yeah, where you have like five members and you still focus on one person. Um, but, you know, we, we've said it before that like a lot of the newer groups like twice does a good job of you spreading out for the most part to most of the members. Right. Pristine did a d- decent job uh, at the, on Pristine's music video. Gudans did a good job. You know, Daya does a bad job because it's all Chan all the time. Yeah, I um, mean, it just depends on where the company wants to go with it, right? Like, do we want to be fair, quote unquote, or do we want to like you know jump on our cash cows and stuff? Yeah, but Cosmic Girls is always they instantly jumped on the XE cash cow in the beginning, right? Instant, and then just just on to the next one. Yeah, then they the switch to Yeonjung, and then they switch to Chingyao, or whatever yeah. her name is, you know. So like, and it's on her right now, and I really want to see where it's gonna go next. But I mean, there are some cute girls in there. There's some cute there girls. Were, what, Bona, Bona. Oh, man, <laughs> Bona. she gave you a Bona. Yeah. Oh, Bona, Bona. Um, the Bona, Bona. Well, speaking of boners. 
Let's move on to the next song, Josh. So the next song that I picked, we had a break with the K-popiness in our R&B Chingu episode, but we're right back in it with the R&B Chingus, and that's Sick K featuring Crush. Their song is called Shut Down. I love to party on a weekend. Did I got get shit on? No, got home. No, no, did you even? Not Jacob Chias. None of your donor. Jumbea. Narboroga. Yeah, we. I shut down the party. Oh, no, no, I miss you so bad. Yeah, I need you so bad. I shut down the party. Oh, no, no, I miss you so bad. Yeah, I need you so bad. Yeah, I love my homies. Yeah, they pull up for me. Yeah, they pull up for me. The money I can do whatever yellows and mobby want me to do. You're done, they're in the mirror, dude. Yeah, she's good to the show. I'm a good to go know that. Oh, me, oh, my, oh, me, oh, my. And then the money's so getting on to No, no, gotta try, so baby, hold on, hold on. Now, Sikke, he is part of Higher Music, which is kind of like, not necessarily a subsidiary, but it is a, a label that is made by Jay Park and Cha-Cha Malone. They call it their global label, but Sikke is a Korean guy, so very confusing. Uh, this song is made by Groovy Room, and I think Sikke and Groovy Room work together a lot. They work together on this song called Rendezvous also. and Great, I mean, great song. Yeah, great song. I really love that song. I, I actually still listen to that song to this day, and I think it might be like a year and a half old or something. This song could very, I think, easily be a Crush song featuring Sick K because I think Crush could sing more in it, and he does sing a, a good amount in it, and he also even raps a little bit um, in this song, which we were not too big a fan of. Right, Steven? Right. So if you want to go straight into that, like let's go. Sick K, Sick Sick K is great when he's sickaying, right? Where he's got his chill rapping going on, right? Crush is great when Crush is singing because that's what Crush does. But the problem is, is that sometimes in this song, Sick K w- wants to sing, and then sometimes in this song, Crush kind of wants to rap. Stay in your lane. <laughs> yeah, just, they really should have just stayed in their lane because Crush's rapping is not awful, but it it also just doesn't feel like. Um, a proper use, right, of it, of his talents, you know? I don't know what Sikke was thinking when he was trying to sing, because it's, all, again, it's, it's, it's auto-tuned <laughs> to, like, a million. And he's also doing falsetto, like... Yeah. God damn, no. And, and as Joss kind of said, like, the h- most hilarious thing about this song is, because Sikke does skirt-skirt sometimes, right? But, like, because he auto-tuned his singing to falsetto, he also needed to kind of auto-tune falsetto his skirt-skirt, so... There's multiple parts in the song where it's just like, it's like a little a baby angel. Skirt, skirt. Skirt, skirting. Um, yeah. But I, this is like a very typical kind of groovy room beat. It's a little bit laid back, but I would I would argue that it's a little bit more upbeat than his normal ones. And Sick K, I think, is more of a, a chill kind of lazy rapper in that aspect. So I think for him, chill kind of meant, let's sing a little bit. Let's let the ladies know. But Sick K. 
just just stay in your lane, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I also kind of wish that it was a, a crush featuring Sake song. Like I actually liked Crush's part more than I think Sake's part. Um, because we were talking about like what's the difference t- between this song Shut Down and Rendezvous. And Rendezvous, despite it still being Sake's kind of flow, there's a much, much more prominent melody line in Rendezvous that kind of sticks with you that this song just doesn't have. And it's so strange because in that song, it's only Sike. And Sike is not necessarily a good singer. I mean, he has to rely on autotune to even sing, right? But that song, the melody was just so simple and like so catchy that even he could kind of rap sing it and it was still like stuck in your head. Right. Well, this song, I mean, there is a melody in this song, but it's not as like catchy or pronounced as like Rendezvous. And you even have Crush to kind of sing one for you, and, and even then he doesn't really do it. I mean, he kind of sing raps also, and it's not super great, but it's not as bad as Sick K singing, though. Yeah, but his part is very tiny. Very, very short. Skirt, skirt. Um, but even then, like, I would still, I would rather be like, if you haven't heard Rendezvous, I feel like you should just listen to Rendezvous. Um, but but if you like Crush, I mean, you know, Dean's been moving into Crush's lane, right? Like, he's been taking over the kind of... Uh, R&B, R&B feature game, right? So maybe Crush was like, maybe I got to start rapping too. You know, I got to broaden my game, you know? I mean, music video, we need to talk about music video. Music video, generic ass, R&B, chingle music video. You don't really need to see it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just pass on. Pass on that. Just listen to Screw Scream. Um, scream. Well, speaking of Screw Scream, <laughs> it's time to thank all of you, all of our amazing chingos for donating on Patreon. So we had 44 Amazing Chingos donate to us in May. And this is our main episode, which we're still kind of bad at. But we want to give a shout out to our super special, super awesome Chingu that donated five, not five, $25. Five of them $5. <laughs> five of them $5. You can get five $5 footlongs uh, for this donation. Thank you so much, Lauren C. Now we got to whisper her name because we know how she hates it. Lauren C. I'm I'm really surprised she hasn't deleted. <laughs> she hasn't deleted her thing now. She's like, oh, I swear if they whisper out a name one more time. Yeah. Uh, but so thank you very much, Lauren C for donating $25 or more. But now I do want to take some time to talk about kind of the differences or the we're gonna kind of update our Patreon uh what's the word? Kind of rewards. Rewards and- system, you know? Yeah. Uh we've been saying for a very long time that we're gonna start a Patreon only episode of the podcast. Uh, which we are going to do officially in June. A lot of our Slack Chingus, Patreon supporters, have been uh, giving us kind of questions that we can answer for the kind of mini Q&A. If you want to hear this Patreon-only podcast, you got to sign up, all right, to our new kind of reward tiers because we got some new things going on, all right? Um, So for $2, if you donate $2 or more on Patreon a month, you will get access to our Slack channel. That's been the constant thing uh, this whole time. You can talk directly to us. That's where you can give us kind of Q&A questions. You can uh, discuss music videos with the other members. Um, you can talk to us about anything you want. A lot um, of things going on in Slack. I mean, right. they're talking about produce also, a lot of like shows that they're watching and throwbacks, recommendations, a whole bunch of channels. Meeting up at like KCons and stuff. Amazing. Slack. We want more people. We want more active people. Donate $2 or more. Now, for $5 or more, this is what's going to get you 
access to the Patreon only podcast. Now, what that is, is it's going to be one podcast every month. Only the Patreon chingus uh, will get access to it. Right now, it's kind of a Q&A thing right now. It might be something better later or worse later. We're not quite sure. But right now, it's a Q&A thing. If you donate $5 or more, you can ask us any questions you want. We'll answer it. Personal, K-pop related, you know, TV related, movie related, whatever, whatever it is. As long as it's not dirty, we can answer it. Um, well, if it's dirty, dirty. <laughs> you know, if you want to know if we're silky boys, ask us. On silky boys, if I, you don't need to access that podcast. We are. <laughs> you really love this. I <laughs> now for ten dollars or more. Uh, this is where it kind of changes a little bit. We want to kind of give our listeners a little bit more say in the content that, w- that we make. And while we can't really change our podcast uh, style that much. I've been saying for a very long time that once Josh and I separate, which I guess we haven't said, but we are officially going back home to America in August, maybe September, September, August, time, September time. Yeah. Um, and that means Josh is going home to California and I'm going home to Texas, which means uh, the camera that we bought for the video version that you never see because I don't have time to, up, uh, to edit it anymore. Uh, the camera is no longer useful. So I wanted to, to do something with that. And the easiest thing to do is to do some reaction videos. Now, I know I've said for a very long time, like, motherfuck those reaction videos. Fuck that reaction nurse. Fuck that shit. No, but we never actually straight out said that, but yes. You have to remember, we, we do reaction videos very differently. They're just kind of mini podcasts, really, um, of just our initial first thoughts. And again, we just talked about Cosmic Girls. Like, a lot of times, our first thought and our podcast thought are totally different. Yeah, it like almost night and day. It, it can change so much just in one day. Like, like just today, a good example of the Cosmic Girl songs. I I think I love that song now. I don't want to say love. I want to say I, love. I, but really, I, really, I really, really like that song. It does make me compared happy. to when I came today. I was just like, Ugh, I heard this song, Steven. You yeah. know, like it is a really change. big difference. Things change um, for you. So what we're gonna do is I can't do a million of them. I also don't want to do a million of them. Uh, so right now I'm gonna plan to do two reactions a month. Now, everybody can see these reactions, but people who donate $10 or more can help us choose which music videos I or both of us will be reacting to. Like, while we're here, Josh and I can both do it, but once I go home, once we separate, the camera's coming with me, so it probably would just be me, uh, unless maybe we can set a goal to buy one for Josh, but I I don't think that's Oh, God, that's going to be rough, yeah. Um, Although we don't need as nice of a camera as we have. Right for now. Anyways, if you donate ten dollars or more, right, right at this moment, you you can get one vote. You'll get one vote per month to choose a, a music video for um, us to react to. If you donate twenty five dollars or more, you get three votes per month. I know it doesn't seem like that much, but it gives you guys kind of a little bit of say in which content that we make, which content you you want to see, and you know, reaction videos are something that we we probably wouldn't do without this. So, you know, if you want to see more things from us, this is a good way to do it. Now, voting will happen all on the Slack channel. I'm going to have a whole separate channel for that. And, you know, the highest number of votes every two weeks, that's going to be the music video that uh, we react to. So big changes. Visit our Patreon page, patreon.com slash This Week in K-Pop to get all the details. Uh, We won't spam kind of our podcast this long in the future. But that's all going to be changing within a couple of weeks, probably in a couple of days. So, hey, 
If you want to donate to us, if you want to get more stuff, right? Patreon-only podcasts, reaction videos. More content. Donate to us. We would be eternally, eternally grateful. We'd have to be. (laughs) So, moving on then. Back to K-pop. Now, I did just choose uh, Cosmic Girls. So I went with another starship group, Sistar. And their new song, also their last song, is called Lonely. talked about this song during our sister retrospective but it's been about a week i've heard it a couple more times this song is also produced by black eyed pill song although i never would have guessed that from this song it's like a ballad that's why yeah i mean he but he makes there are other kind of black eyed pill songs that, that are a little ballady but this is definitely not the when we heard Black Eyed Pills was going to make a Sistar song and a Cosmic Girls song. And it was going to come out during the summer like this Sistar song. Yeah, we were like, this could be magical. And then we saw Lonely. Oh, okay. I guess. Right. But I, I think this song has a, or has aged or has gotten better since, since I've heard it last week. It's mushroomed on you. It's grown on you a little bit, right? And it is the ninth consecutive number one song for Sistar. They are ending with nine in a row, which is an amazing feat in itself. Amazing accomplishment. Um, but I will say that, like, this song is great kind of because Hyorin is great. Like, this is this is a great Hyorin song, guys. It's a great Hyorin solo. It's a great Hyorin featuring So You Song. <laughs> like, and Bora Rap. I didn't want to mention that. Oh, that, sorry. that was the joke that you stepped on. <laughs> sorry. Josh. Oh, what is this poop? I love Bora. We both love Bora. Um, her rapping style is great. Oh, only okay in short bursts and much, much better in a fun song, right? It's a much, much more chewable in fun size, right? In sad size and this big of a pill, like... It's long and it's sad. <laughs> it's like, ugh. Yeah. Hyorin, I mean, is great. Like, the chorus is... Like, even though I really like the happy song, like, right at this moment... I can't really sing that song until I hear it again, but the lonely chorus, I can sing, you know, lonely, lonely, lonely. lonely. Like that is good. Like that's, that's a enough, good thing. That's, that's catchiness right there, right? Yeah. So I think I do like this song a little bit better. We were saying how this is probably the best quote unquote goodbye song, although I don't think this song was meant to be a goodbye song. 
Yeah, it's um, kind of like a breakup song if you think about it, right? Yeah, it's it's really not like the twenty one one or or um, anything like that. The IOI downpour kind of right. So I, I guess I really wouldn't consider this a, a goodbye song as kind of a breakup song. You know, it, it's okay. Uh, there was an article that was like th- the real reason Sistar broke up from an insider was that um, they promised each other. I guess that if anyone wants to go solo, that they would all agree to disband. And apparently the the girl that wanted to go solo was Hyorin, which makes a lot of sense. Although you might think it could be Soyu, but apparently it was Hyorin who really, really wanted to, to separate and kind of do her own thing. So the rest of the girls promised and said, hey, you want to do your own thing? All right, go do your own thing. We'll split up. So I, I do really look forward to Hyorin stuff. Like I, I really enjoy Hyorin stuff. I really like that Hyorin Chamo song, Blue Moon, that is weirdly doing well in the Korean charts. Yeah, it's like at least top 10, I think. Right. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. And especially they don't even like that kind of type of music. And they're not really even promoting it, I think, Hyorin. Yeah, but the kids, my middle school girls, like, they, for some reason, really like Ch- Changbo. Huh. I never even heard of him until this song came out. Is it because he's handsome or something? I don't know. I don't know. I think they think he's just a really good rapper. Um, huh. But he's been around for quite a while. I think he was on one of the early shows of Money's, but... Like, they really like Chamo, and, and I really like Bora. I mean, not Bora. I do like Bora. <laughs> For you and Slip. I really <laughs> yeah. like Bora uh, really and her like booty. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah. You heard us talk a lot about Bora in our Oh, show. yes. But uh, anyways, it's a goodbye, you know. Wanted to at least mention Sistar. It's definitely not a no game, so we did want to pick it. Um, but uh, we, will, uh, we will miss you. Yeah. Moving on. So that, I think... Is not actually is not the end of K-pop, but I'm gonna go back to the KRB Chingus again because you know me. I mean, if you if you've heard our podcast, you know who I is. And the next song that I want to talk about is actually like not even viewed very much. We don't even know much about this Chingu. Uh, his name is Scylla, and the song's called Cold. <laughs> He's been active. He's had other songs. We, we looked them up, but we can't really find too much about him. Um, a lot of his previous songs kind of do sound the same, but this song, there is something very distinct, I think, from the other ones. 
So this song uh, starts off really kind of jazz piano bar e. Not necessarily like his other songs, but his other songs kind of have a similar feel. Not necessarily jazz. And then like right smack dab, right in the middle of the song, he goes like straight trip hop, and it comes like almost out of nowhere, but it really really fits. Yeah, like it, it is shocking in the like, whoa, what is this? But it's like shocking in the like, oh, like you actually made this song better, right? That's kind of sometimes the difference between a bad Frankenstein and a, a good Frankenstein, right? Like when it's a bad Frankenstein and the genre totally changes and it's not good, you're just like, oh my God, like what, what is, is happening? Um, but this like kind of like, it's the same song. It's just that they like hit a button and like the piano player got like knocked out. and they <laughs> Or just like, it's like a trap wall. Like you just yeah, switched out. Switched out to this like EDM DJ that's just like, jamming on just like wow and and drop like big big droppy sounds um and that part is better surprisingly but again like if you got good headphones this is so much more evident with good headphones like i I really don't think you'll you'll even remotely get the the hit um if you're not using something decent and the really interesting thing is like the the drop i guess you could call it the chorus the trip hop chorus it's like really kind of wow like we do say but the song itself is very very chill yeah the chorus itself even though we're, we're trying to we're describing it in a way that sounds like really like like really edm-y kind of dancey it's not dancey it's a very very oh. chill the whole song is very chill at sometimes jazzy like we said jazz and chill it's, it's just a really interesting song i think you really should listen to it but like steven said most of the songs that we're talking about this week, actually all the songs that we're talking about this week, listen to it with at least some sort of good bass, please. Pretty. Pretty priest. Well, then again, speaking of songs that, that you need to you listen need to listen to. With them good headphones. Um, this is just straight out of nowhere, guys. Like, I don't even know why why this is here. I don't even know why I enjoy this song, but I just do. It got lumped in with uh, Silky Boys, that's why. I guess so, I guess so. But this is not a joke song, but you might think it's a joke song. I thought it was a joke song. Yeah, but it's a serious song. It's by a dude named Kilograms with a Z. Oh, boy. And the song is called Faint. Hey, 
Now, Kilograms, a.k.a. Korean Ray Scremond, yeah. which good googly moogly does it sound like Ray Scremond. Um, Kilograms from Show Me Money 5. His normal voice doesn't even really sound like this. Like in his yeah. other songs, he doesn't have this kind of super nasally kind of little boy voice. And it's weird to hear it from such a large man. It is really weird hearing. Like it is, we were like, this is the quintessential voice doesn't match the face. Like I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Um, but kilograms, he is from LA. He was on show with five because they went to LA. He is American. And this is the most American Korean sounding song we've heard. Like in a very, very long time. Like even Jay Park doesn't make American sounding songs like this, right? Like Jay Park is still a little bit behind the curve, you know, he still bravado raps like it's like 2005, right? Yeah, spending too much time with Doki. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this is like, I mean, Ray Stremmen just had a hit song like last year, you know? Like, even what? Even uh, No Flex Song, what was that? Like th- three years ago? Yeah, like within the last five years. But I mean, this is just, this is No Flex Zone. The Korean, Korean style, style. No Flex Korean. Zone. Um, no, I don't. I don't like no flex. I, I don't like Ray Stravitz. That's the weird. <laughs> you're thing you're on. You're. I think you're on the record that you hate them. I I do kind of hate them, and I hate the concept of them. Right? Yeah. Like like I I just don't like them. You hate but the idea of that for some reason. <laughs> for some reason, I just I think I think it's funny. I just think it's funny, but in a fun, happy like kind of boppity way like i don't know see the funny thing is so this song and the silky boy song the silky boy song when i first heard it i was like is this a joke song ah yeah it's a joke song but this song i was like is this a joke song oh no this is a real song song. and that made it even funnier so there you go but he's not like super being all hardcore about it but i mean i guess he is he he is but it's so it doesn't seem as serious yeah it's it's kind of in the race dremen style which is like they're not super hard boys right they're like just look at them yeah they're not they're so know, skinny they're just kind of having right they're not trying to go ham right they're not trying to hulk hogan right they're just kind of two screechy boys right and this is kind of just one screechy dude it's really interesting i don't know why we think this yeah why is this here why is this <laughs> here? Grabs with it's the here. Z. but uh, let's move on to to k-pop again John. all right so let's round this episode off with another k-pop song and this song, oh, googly miss boogly, this song is K-pop. And this song is by Highlight, uh, formerly known as Beast. Their song is called Calling You. Chinamachang and I want 
Now this song, like many of their songs recently, has been produced. We just found out they're produced by this group called Good Life, but the Good Life duo is Popping Dragon Joker himself, Yong Jun Hyung, and this guy named Kim Tae-ju. They might have been under this moniker, we just didn't know, but I mean, hey. We've talked about this. We've talked about this duo before. And this song is just K-pop, K-pop, K-pop. So they actually had a song called Please Don't Be Sad, and that song sounded like a throwback to like a all the K-pop songs that Steven and I like, and this song is like no different. Right. It's it's again it for me personally, like I just cannot divorce old Big Bang. I like I can just hear G Dragon sometime, like old G Dragon in this song. And, and maybe that's why we like it, because it's like, hey guys, remember when K-pop used to be kind of like this, right? Where like we couldn't really dance, nobody could really dance, like we could only kind of half-ass some moves and it was a good time. It was a good era, you know? You know, nowadays, them boys just can dance too well. You know? everybody, everybody dances too, too well. well. And they're too, you know, whatever. Like, I don't know. Hi- highlight, I, I think the worst time for Beast was, like, when they were really taking themselves a little too seriously, like like a ribbon or something, right? Like, they're, my favorite Beast era is just them having fun, right? Please Don't Be Sad, and this song is kind of going back to that era. Um, it's a little weird that they're, like, five years older now, right? But, like... I mean, this video, a lot of it's about drinking, right? Like, they're all, like, hanging out at a restaurant. They're all kind of faux drinking. And yeah. They're older. Uh, yeah. Um, but then they dress up y- yourself in, like, little this kid. college thing, you know? kid, like, it's like, I'm a good boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I-, I think Please Don't Be Sad is still a much better song, primarily because the, uh, you know, uh, the, like, the chant. Right. And this one is not as catchy but i mean it's still an, it's still a decent song like I, yeah. this is a k-pop song we, we just don't hear much anymore yeah and i also really like the music video like you said i think they did a lot of good things like in the music video itself like the, the takes are very long that's like a, a good thing that's in every good like k-pop music video right. like they also use the lighting and like spotlights very well there's one scene where yosup is kind of like drinking by himself and then Another like female kind of stands up and then they spotlight both of them and everybody else freezes. And it was the way that just one scene, I was just like, wow, that's really well done. And it's been, I think, a while that I've looked at like a music video and just been like, wow, I like that. That kind of scene is very reminiscent of like musicals and when they really want you to focus on things. And that's exactly what it did. It was just like, "Uh oh, like my eyes just were drawn to them and. I mean, if you want to make like a romantic scene, then that's kind of what you do, you know? Yeah, yeah. It had, again, pretty interesting camera movements too in their, in their long takes that kind of would take an otherwise very boring kind of scene and um, and make it kind of interesting, you know? Yeah. Like, I love one-shots. Everybody on you know listening to the podcast knows that I love one-shots. It, it, it allows you to focus a hundred times better, right? You know, if you want to look at some highlight dudes, this... this Gives you gives you some highlight, but don't go for the choreography. It's not great. It's pretty. It's pretty bad. It's pretty like. Uh, uh. Thinking of this song is like, it really kind of emphasizes just how much EXO changed the game for boy groups. You know, and maybe I'm wrong on this, but I'm I'm pretty sure EXO was the one that kind of upped the choreography game in the K-pop sphere, and then of course then you have BTS now that like changed it even even more 
I mean, do you do you not agree? Like, I totally agree. I mean, the timeline. I'm not sure. Maybe EXO and BTS were kind of like they were kind of I think more the groups rather than EXO by themselves. Like, I would argue that BTS also was kind of like I'm. I'm pretty sure EXO came out first, and I and I and I know they were definitely the first to make long that one shot, yeah, or at least highlight choreography uh, to such a degree. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I will Wikipedia that later. But I mean, we both agree that EXO and BTS they are up they are responsible for upping kind of the dancing quality and the choreography quality of groups like these days in the past what three ish years. Right, right. So maybe you're a new listener and you're like, man, what did K-pop used to be like before EXO and BTS w- change the game? I mean, you get this song. <laughs> this used to be those those songs that we that we used to like. dancing. That's so great. Yeah. Um, but all right, so that's kind of our favorite songs of the episode. Now is the time where we talk about iTunes reviews. And this episode, no new reviews. We had no new reviews. Yes. So if you guys want to help us out and you use Apple, um, please go to iTunes, leave us a review, or or just leave us a rating. Um, we didn't have uh, new ratings either. Um, let us know you got what you think. It can be whatever stars you feel uh, makes sense or doesn't make sense. You know, we've gotten one stars. We've gotten five stars. We'll read them all. We'll read them all. One star. These guys are skirt, skirt. <laughs> These guys dull skirt. That's the free way to kind of uh, give us a tiny bit of boost because they're a new K-pop podcast all the goddamn time nowadays, and we want to stay on top. We want to be boys on top, all right? So leave us an iTunes review. It really helps with searching. It really helps with other people understanding that uh, we got a decent thing going. We here. got something going on over here. Arguably, this year has been very rough, but it is what 2017, it is. though. Um, so speaking of 2017, let's go to our favorite section in 2017, and that is Big Names. No Games. Where we talk about Big Names songs that normally in the past we would have just not talked about because we didn't really like them, but sometimes people want to know. They're like, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? And the first Big Name No Game song we're going to talk about is by XIOI member... Now solo girl Chunga with a dude named Nuxal. Not nut, okay? Nuck. Nuxal with their song Why Don't You Know. Johnny 
Whatever, whatever you're saying, like Naksa, I was like Nutsack, yeah. Nutsack. I know you were done. I was just like, I had to be clear. I got hold it in. Now this song, why don't you know? Produced by a dude named Oreo. Um, very hard to Google that. Oreo. Just, um, yeah. But I, I swear I've seen that name in other songs. Maybe we've even talked about Oreo. But uh, as of this moment in time, I don't know who he is. Yeah. Sorry. It's very interesting because we're actually going to talk about two solo female artists this episode. And last episode, we also talked about two solo female artists. And we were like, there's just not that many of them, guys. There's just not that many of them. But night and day, the two from last episode and this episode. Right. So if you didn't listen to last episode, we talked about Kresha Chu um, with her song Trouble. And we talked about Sohi with her song Spotlight. Spotlight. And both of those songs kind of had their own separate personality, but we were like, there's something there, right? I really like the Kresha song. Sohi's song is also pretty good, right? Um, but this song is just... Meh. Boring. Meh. Like, there's no highlightable melody that, like, stands out that, like, you can hang your hat on yeah. in, in this song. Like, there might be a melody in there, but it's it's not so apparent to us that we're singing it afterwards, right? And even songs like, you know, Sister's Lonely, where we're kind of, you know, in the middle of the road, we like it a little bit. That song, like, if you tell us to sing it now, we can sing the hook for you. This song, we just can't do that. And, and maybe we need to hear a bit more. It was, it did actually sound better, like, the third or fourth time we listened to it. You're right. Not only does the singing, like, not have a, a nice, great melody, but the backing track also doesn't have a great, like, standout backing, you know, backing track. It really wanted to Tropical House. Like, it really, it, someone was like, it was like there were two people in the room, and one was like, yes, Tropical House, no Tropical House, yes, Tropical House, no Tropical House. They live in Tropical House? <laughs> yeah. And then they decided on just like, just throw it in sometimes. Whatever. Yeah. Like, I swear, the, they had a team, and one guy just only brought Tropical House, like, kind of production elements. He's like, all right, just tell me when to go. I just went in there, and they're like, we don't need you. And he's like, I'm ready. Put me in. And there's a little bit in there, I think, kind of in the breakdown and with the parts that are supposed to be more dancey. But I really would have liked them if they were going to do this tropical house dance like kind of song, which I think fits Chang'e really well. I think they really should have committed with that. Yeah, I guess to, to, to even go deeper into your analogy, it's like when you're in a middle school basketball team and everyone technically has to play, right? <laughs> You put in the dude for like the minimum amount of time he's supposed to technically play like three minutes. That's Tropical House dude. And he's like, Curry. And they're like, don't shoot threes. Yeah. <laughs> and like, he never stands out. He never makes a standout play. He's just kind of in the background. Like, there's just, a, it's like a little tropical, a little tropical. Like during the chorus, it's a, also a little tropical house, but then they like completely mute it, which is like totally against the idea of what makes Tropical House good, right? Which is like very clear, very loud. Dancy. Um, uh. Dance like chords and, and melody line, right? Yeah. And also our, our chingu nutsack. What you doing in the song, homie? Get he, out of here. He took a big Get old Get out of here. too up in here, man. Who is this guy? Like, it, no. It, yeah. it did not no. match this type of song either. Oh, no. And like now that you say this, it's like, Chunga, we had this kind of long talk about like, what do we even want from her, right? I, I think that's also a problem with the person we're talking about later, right? Which is, what do we want from Chunga? Like, she's known for dancing. 
And while her singing is better than I would have expected, it's not amazing singing, right? So should she focus on dancing, right? And you were saying how like this music video really did not do great job at showcasing her dancing, whether that's choreography fault or that's the director of the music video's fault. But we also watched a practice video and it's like, mm. okay, like it's not bad or anything. It's, it's just not amazing. It's not shot in a way that makes it amazing. In my brain hole, I'm like, how awesome would it be if Chunga did a card type song? You know, like a not rumor, but like if she came out with a fucking don't recall type song or a Onana. Onana got you. Song, I got right? you. Thanks, bro. Like if she came out with a song like that, that would be a not only a great tropical style song, but also a song that could showcase her dancing to the max, right? Like, this song was just so in the middle of, like, we still kind of got to be generic pop, you know, because maybe girls want to dance it, right? Maybe we want to be mainstream. And we got to show that Chunga's, like, a capable soul artist. Like, she can sing, and we don't want to rely on her dancing all that much. But seriously, though, like, it works if we're just wowed as, you know, with the whole package, right? And we're not wowed with the whole package. So I'm kind of in the train of thought that if you were going to promote her, you should promote to her strengths and not necessarily force her to be like the complete package, like solo artist, you know, like give her some help. Like I like Chunga, right? We, we, you know, but like, I don't think she is the complete package. I mean, that's, but like most people are not right. We're not saying like, Oh, but Croatia and so we are, cause they're definitely not right. But you are making a, a kind of a comparison with Sohi because Sohi also focused on dancing, right? Her music, yeah, the video, music video, the way it was shot, and yeah, and you can definitely tell she was kind of the dancer, quote unquote, of of her and Kresha, right? But like that music video, so he's is shot to emphasize dancing, and she's dancing with a guy, and it was kind of sex, not sexy. It was just kind of more interactive, interactive, yeah. right? And this one is like, why be a solo artist when you have seven background dancers? And we were watching like the dance practice video. Like she even had to wear a name tag. Like if you need that, then no, you don't, you have too many backup dancers. <laughs> like what? you're the solo artist. The song is your name. Like the artist on the YouTube page is Chung Ah. But I guess you wear the tag in the dance practice so people know which one you are. I guess. But in yes. I mean in the music video though, I was just I I I had made the comment. I was like, hey. Tonga could just seamlessly blend into like one of the backup dancers. And that, when you think about that as like a solo artist, then you're doing some things wrong. She did look great. She did look great. Though. She looked she did look amazingly great. beautiful. She lost a lot of weight. I think maybe too much weight. Um, she's she's kind of looking a little bit sickly in my mind, like kind of K-pop sickly mm-hmm. because she hasn't been eating very much and like dieting extremely. Right, for this debut. Right. Um, you know, I, I actually do think that given some listens this one of the three songs we're going to talk about is the highest one to potentially become game right to become uh, something yeah like i don't think it's a terrible song i, I really do not I actually kind of want to download this song uh, that is definitely not true for the next two just to give it a shot yeah because we did listen to this a couple more times and and each time it got progressively like not better right not amazing good but just not as right. bad <laughs> but that, again we've had this talk with you know, from all of our IOI talks, right? Which is like, where do we want to see him go? Where from do here? we want? Yeah. yeah, what do we want? Like, like now, I really want her to sing a tropical house song. Like, I think that would match 
very well because you don't even need to be a, an amazing singer to do that type of song, right? You know, we we love card, but like neither one of those card girls were just like, oh damn, like busting out some vocals, right? No, like you don't need that. You, you know what path I want to see Chung Ah take? Do you remember when Tiffany put out her solo stuff and she had like some like dancey kind of hits? I yeah. I want I want Chung Ah to kind of do that. But Chung Ah obviously is a much better dancer than Tiffany, so I think it could work better for her. That just kind of had a thought that I just thought about Tiffany? right now. Yeah. You remember she had a song like, I Just Want to Dance and like. Yeah, but that's like way more electronic. I mean, I guess. Kind of just more dancey song. Not necessarily not necessarily tropical, but I would like You something. want it to move in some kind of dance, either EDM yes. or, or yes. Trouble House or just something more dancey than kind of a in the middle yeah. K-pop. And after I saw this and her other song, I can't remember what it was. It was like some ballad where she was singing. Weak. I don't want either of these things. I don't want either I of these things. Weak. I don't want either of these things. Like, no, just take them away. <laughs> what, but I, I do think it's interesting that like the song is very heavily tied in like whether we think they can pull it off, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think Kresha it was any better as a person or as a dancer or as anything as the artist. As yeah, as Chunga. But because I like that song way more, like all of a sudden I'm just like, damn, she could pull that shit off, you know? Winning makes everything better, Steven. Yeah. Just so I guess the bottom line is we just want her to put out a good song. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Yeah. But again, I still think that that kind of path, the solo, you know, solo tropical house, I don't know, Rihanna path, you know, like. There is no nobody's doing that in Korea, right? So that is an option. I, I think it would I think it would uh, play to her strengths, and I think that's probably the best rather than trying to establish her as like a jack of all trades, right? Because this kind of just puts her in the middle of just everything, right? Just generically kind of in the middle, and th- I mean she's got the IOI fame, you know, still with her, right? But like you don't keep that fame if you make like three or four like not great songs you know yeah but uh speaking of not great songs Josh, yeah so so we talked about a solo female artist we're going to talk about another one right here this one i think you guys are more kind of accustomed to it's a hyoyan from uh girls generation this featuring sunny the song is called wannabe <laughs> This song. Um, so like you said earlier, uh, we don't really know what to expect from her. But what I do know, I don't want this. Well, she did have an, a past solo song. Which compared to this song, it is fantastic. Um, this song for me is just really bad. Yeah. It's just really bad. It's so cringy, tryhardy. Like, I just can't deal. Like, the, the beginning of the song is just like, I'm trying to be hip hop and hard. And yeah. 
and then and then the chorus is like that bad Frankenstein where it's just like oh god the mood is totally just kind of ruined in a bad way I actually thought that like if the entire song was kind of the chorus style like I think it'd be not bad a long time listeners know that like if there's a style that I hate the most it's try hard hippity hop yeah I just hate that this is, yeah, so they start off with that and they're trying to build it up and they're not doing a good job. And then the chorus is super poppy. And you're just like, why would you go to a poppy chorus when you're trying to build this tough image? You're just destroying everything that you made, even though you made shit, you know? like It's a mood thing, right? You, you, yeah. it's, you don't want to build up a mood and then straight up just cut that, you know, cut that out. And like they do that. Like the song even ends with like a guitar solo. Like, what it's are you just, doing? It's just this weird conglomeration of just things that is kind of SME, you know? But here's the thing. Like, Hyoyeon, she was, quote unquote, an amazing dancer in her era. Like 10, 15 years ago. <laughs> and as we've said, like, people have changed the game, okay? And, like, they're using this, like, EXO kind of SM has punched this camera style to death now. But it's like, kind of a long take right kind of a long shot but there's a lot of like punch-ins and zoom-ins and angle flips and turns and like they're trying really hard to make something that's not that badass kind of look badass but then it doesn't look badass at least to us it just adds to that tryhardiness that is just cheesy good it's cheesy not good and then they got this like cheesy like kazoo snake charmer kazoo sound like sound and you're just like, stop that, you. Whoever, whoever's making that noise, stop that. Like, it's not as bad as that that terrible Taeyeon one, right? Oh, God. The sad trumpet, trumpet, fart, trumpet yeah. fart, right? But, like, it's, it just goes on and on and on. And it's just like, it's not. What is it? Like, who thought this was a great idea? I just don't understand. It, it actively counters what the, the mood of the song is. It's just mind-boggling. And, and then there's Sonny, and it's I, just... I forgot Sonny was there. It was just, yeah. We've we long said that, like, we love Sonny when it's his song, but he is just not a good featuring. Like, he has such a very specific style. Even in his own world, he's kind of like Jay Park, right? He has his tryhardy songs, his bravado raps, and they're fucking terrible. They're awful, right? Like, his voice and his flow matches so much better to these fun kind of jokey songs right or sweet songs yeah not taking myself too seriously songs yeah and this song wannabe is not that it's not that and it's not good maybe it's the best representation of a wannabe steven whoa what? i didn't even think that and like yeah like i truly it's just like hyoyeon is trying to be this thing that i don't even think anyone wants anymore or ever Forever. I don't think anyone ever in K-pop wanted this, but she is very famous. She has a lot of fans. People do really like this. She'll get like 6 million views on YouTube, and then it's like, whatever, though. Yeah, I just don't understand. I mean, th- again, this if this was Kresha Chu's debut, it would have been like, what the fuck is this? Terrible shit, right? Someone here. Like, yeah. I would still... Re- <laughs> I would still That's rather why. listen to fucking Miso's KKPP, right? That's like so much. Yeah, that's like going hard, but like committing, right? That's kind of committing in the in the Hyona way of committing, right? And then now I will say I don't think she, I I never listened to this, and I was like, oh, I think this was a 
Seahawk knockoff, or this was a Hyona knockoff, or this was a Taya knockoff. I never thought that. It really sounded like you took those knockoffs and then knocked those off by mixing them all together. And just like blending them, like... It's like right, you don't. Even, it's indiscernible what is what. Like at points, I'm like, oh, I, I can kind of see they're going for this kind of like Hyona styling, sort of maybe, but not good. And then I can kind of see that they want this like CL moment. They want this moment of fierceness and of kind of hip hopness, but they they don't get there, right? Like, and then singing the pop like the Taeons, I guess, but not really yeah. singing. Yeah. What is it? What? what is it all? Now speaking of what is it? Let's get to our last song, a big name, no games. And this is a very, very big name, a name we haven't quite heard in a while. Um, his name is G Dragon, a.k.a. It was a funny smelling cigar cigarette um, with his new song titled weirdly untitled 2014. I get told I will Dragon, this song's produced by himself, G Dragon, and Choice 37, a YG in-house producer. Long time working together. And when you when when I heard, well, when A, when I heard G Dragon was making new music, I was like, okay, I'm kind of excited. Like a lot of G Dragon songs are kind of hit or miss, but when it's a hit, it's like a fucking hit, right? But when I heard he was making a ballad, I was like, okay, like that XX is one of my favorite song K-pop songs that I can think of, right? Maybe top 20, right? I really like that song. It's kind of a ballad, but it's got that stank on it, right? That G-Dragon stank. G-Dragon stank. That YG stank. And so I'm like, oh, okay, you know, a 2014, or sorry, 2017 version of a G-Dragon ballad song? Let's fucking go. Turns out, it's just a ballad. It's just him and a piano and singing, and that's it. That's it. Like, I mean, it's G-Dragon. I get it. 10 million views because it's G-Dragon. But like, if this was any other dude, if this was fucking Eddie Kim, if this was Roy Kim, if this was any chingo with a guitar we've never heard of, this would be nothing. Absolutely nothing. I'm sorry to say, but like, there is barely any flavor in this song. G-Dragon has an okay voice. Actually better than I kind of expected, but it's not a Young voice. Yeah. It doesn't have that R&B stank to it. It's just, I get it. It's maybe not... I think the weirdest choice here is like, I get if it's on the album, right? You put a ballad in there, I get it. But the lead single with the music video? Like, we heard his other four songs, right? Pretty interesting. And three of them would have made great, and I'm sure they are coming later, right? But three of them would have made great, great first bangs, right? 
<laughs> Big bangs. But this one is just like, I get, I mean, you're G Dragon. You can do that. It doesn't mean I have to like this song because it's a boring ass. Yeah, song. but why? You know? Like Taeyang, I think Taeyang songs, the solos that he puts out, his voice is so suited for pianos and like uh, R&B ballads that they just have this overflowing personality. Like especially, especially the song like uh, Eyes, Nose, Lips. That song, it is essentially just him and a piano. Yeah. But that song has so much flavor and it, it suits his and like style and it suits like, you know, Everything about Taeyang and that song, I think, fit perfectly. Now, G-Dragon, the thing about that XX is that the song was so acoustic, and you're like, how is G-Dragon going to do acoustic? And then he does his G-Dragon stank, but it works in, a, in an odd kind of way. I was kind of expecting that to work as well with a piano, because I wouldn't necessarily think like, oh, G-Dragon, piano, yeah, those things will fit, right? But it doesn't. It's, it's like G-Dragon is doing his own thing, and the piano is doing his own thing. There's nothing about it that plays together well. There's nothing about it that's exceptionally interesting in, ter- in terms of personality. And it's just a really big letdown. Yeah, and the music video is like, it's kind of, it's not Eyes, Nose, Lips, right? But it is kind of in that style. It's a very long take. I think he's in front of like a green screen with like a projector blasting different scenes or different colors, right? But like, while Eyes, Nose, Lips was just, Shirtless Taeyeon. <laughs> Shirtless Taeyeon, but like he wasn't trying to. He wasn't overacting. He was, I mean, there's a little bit of like arm movement, but like for the most part, it's just him kind of having sad face and, and singing the song and, and it worked really well. Right? Slow backup of the camera, right? This was like G-Dragon was just trying his fucking hardest to like emotionalize this song. He was like whipping his fucking head around, like doing his G-Dragon stumble that he likes to do, his Jack Sparrow, you know. Where the G-Dragon Jack Sparrow, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Where he, like, tries to add this, like, faux, like, gravity to, to a situation. And, like, it was so blatantly kind of obvious. And it didn't work at all. Like, like he, he looked like a really strung out kind of, like, a junkie at, at sometimes. Yeah. And he's wearing this, like, see-through mesh shirt. Like, I know G-Dragon wears weird shit. You know, fashion, when you fashion, you can do whatever you want. But, like, that don't mean I have to like it. Like, it just looked really... Really bad. Bad? <laughs> and, he, and he was, like, sticks sticks and bones, too. Like, it's just... There's nothing about this song, there's nothing about this music video that was just, like, I like that. And that's unfortunate when it's a G-Dragon song that you're, like, kind of... I mean, I was expecting something when I heard G-Dragon was coming out. Yeah. And this is the first song that I listened to out of the two that he kind of released recently. And I was I was pretty disappointed. Right. We won't talk about his other ones just in case he makes music videos for them, which I feel like he will definitely. There are three, I think, out of the other four that like 100% have more stank to it. Some of it's not great, and it's a little ridiculous. Like his lyric, his lyrics have just gotten insane for some of these songs. Yeah, I think he's going through some stuff also. So yeah, and again, I I get it. Like. You connect with G-Dragon. I, I didn't, again, even though it's YG, one of the biggest K-pop companies in the world, subtitles, no. But, like, maybe if you read the subtitles and you really understood G-Dragon's pain, like, maybe you'll like it. But but then that makes it just, like, another ballad song. You know, like, we always say ballad songs. If you can connect, great. If you can't, then it's nothing. Yes. And so that is it for episode 116. 
Um, next week, our goal, our hope, is that we can. It probably will be a shorter episode, and it probably won't sound as good. But we are going to Twice's concert next week. We are very happy about that, especially yes. as we are going home in two or three months, right? Like we were both like, "Fuck!" Like we need to see Twice before we we leave. And Magically. from the God of God Himself of JYP was like, "You know what? We're gonna." add these two extra encore d- uh, dates to their concert. JYP. Praise, praise be. Praise be JYP. Uh, so we're going to go see Twice's uh, next week. And the goal is to bring our wireless mics and kind of have like a, a conversation maybe while we, we're eating and, or coming home or something. Maybe a, we can a concert reaction. Yeah, yeah, like a concert reaction. So I don't know how long it'll be. I don't know how it's going to sound, but that is our goal for next week. Other than that, again, you guys can help us on Patreon. We're changing it up. You can help us choose reaction videos. So please, again, patreon.com slash this week in K-pop. We are kind of redoubling our focus on that. And yeah, we're going home in a couple of months. So it's going to it's gonna be kind of a weird thing. Like we'll, we'll probably mention this as we get closer. But like once we leave, I actually don't know how. We're going to have to take a break, right? Obviously. Because we have to figure out the logistics for everything. Right. Because I want to go to Japan on vacation. And I don't know how long I'm going to go. I, I kind of want to go for th- a couple of weeks, right? Three or four weeks. Yeah. I, I kind of also want a vacation for probably a month or so. Right. So it will be really hard for us to record while we're on vacation. And then we got to get back to America, get everything set up into our new areas and, and all that stuff. So I don't want to take a huge break because we might lose a lot of, um, especially with this Patreon thing that we're going to do. But we're going to figure out a way, guys. But life. And the life that we love is apparently not K-pop anymore. It's hippity hop. <laughs> KRNB. So until next time on This Week in KRNB. Bye. Skirt, 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 skirt. Skirt, skirt. Skirt, skirt. Skirt, skirt.